Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad.
right. Okay, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Broadcasting live, folks. This is not a podcast. This is not a recording, but it will be as soon as the show is over. But we're in Chicago. I'm in my studio. I'm starting to call it my man cave or our man cave or whatever. Uh, it's a great place to be. It's a beautiful place. It's, and Chicago's a great time to live in. So, I mean, whatever you hear about Chicago, some of it's true. Some of it's um, probably true. But don't let that stop you from visiting our great city and our great state. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's just great to live here. It's expensive. It's, I mean, you're going to pay through the nose. I mean, if you try to rent, on a, rent an apartment or condo or buy a house, the taxes are extraordinary. <laughs> uh, but if you can handle it, hey, wow, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to be. Great people all over the place. And I hope it's... Um, the same where you are in the world. Okay, I want to get to this right quick. Texas, another another Republican, another conservative is leaving Congress. I mean, these uh, GOP, conservatives, Republicans, whatever the hell you want to call them, they are just walking out the door on Donald Trump and Paul Ryan. They cannot stake, they cannot take it the the environment this this toxic environment uh, swirling around Washington and the White House is just too much for even some of these staunch uh, Republicans to uh, to take. You know what I'm saying? This is another uh, Representative Lamar Smith announces his retirement. Uh, you know, it, it's awful. Uh, I mean, a week ago or a week and a half ago, it was uh, Flake. And before that, it was a few other uh, GOP congressmen. They don't like Donald Trump. They don't want to work in an environment with a Donald Trump. They can't stand him. They don't like him. But yet they will not impeach him. I don't understand that. I don't understand that at all. Three people within Donald Trump's own circle, Manafort, uh, Rick Davis and Papadopoulos, you know, all have, uh, uh, two have been indicted. One has admitted to lying. And I can't understand why people, Donald Trump's lackeys, his, his ass kisses are out there trying to defend that. They're trying to defend that. I, I really don't understand. But the problem here is that people are just, leaving the GOP in droves. I mean, you've got people who voted for Donald Trump uh, saying that they wish they could get their vote back. People are turning away. Are you going to have the crazies, the lunatics, the imbeciles out there that are still going to say they're Donald Trump supporters, even some of these evangelists, some of these preachers and uh, uh Christian call themselves Christians. Some of these people voted for Donald Trump. They'll probably still vote for him, but uh, you'll never catch me in a you'll never catch me inside of a church, uh, you know, because a lot of these church ministers and pastors they voted for Donald Trump, saying stupid and dumb stuff, and they got their um, uh, congregation to vote vote for Donald Trump. And a lot of those folks in those congregations regret that because Donald Trump has a war on Americans, and that's the truth. Okay, getting back to Texas GOP 
Representative Lamar Smith announces um, his retirement. The prominent climate change denier, that's bad, uh, who chairs the House Science Committee is yet, is another, I just got through saying this, folks, it's another an, one announcing they will not seek re-election. They will not seek re-election. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Uh, the the Democrats should just ride on in and just take over. And once the Democrats take over, if, Don, if Donald Trump is still in office, if he's not been taken out in handcuffs and leg irons, um, the Democrats, once they get control of Congress, will stop him in his tracks and they will impeach him. They're going to do the job that the Republicans uh, are too scared, too cowardly, and too weak spineless to do. Representative Lamar Smith, Republican of Texas, a prominent climate change denier who chairs the House Science Committee, announced on Thursday that he's retiring from the House after his term next year. And I'm quoting him here. At the end of this Congress, I have, complete, I have completed my six-year term as a chairman of the Science Space and Technology Committee. He wrote in an email to his supporters on Thursday, quoting, I have one new grandchild and a second arriving soon, and I hope to find other ways to stay involved in politics. With over a year remaining in my term, there is still much to do, he added. There is legislation to enact dozens of hearings to hold and hundreds of votes to cast. Hearings, yeah, hearings within this criminal White House. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of criminals uh, 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 in hearings on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's, it's a mess. I mean, this is one total mess of a White House. They've trashed the White House. These people, they have trashed America. You know, even though they're denying it and, you know, but we know better. The people know better. And uh, this is something. These people just bailing on Donald Trump and he's offering jobs to people in his administration. A lot of people are, are uh, refusing to work with Donald Trump because of the Russian investigation swirling around the White House. I mean, would you want to work with somebody or some people that are that may be going to jail and then, you know, and you don't want to be a part of that because, you know, if you start working for the, these people, you might wind up in handcuffs and you, you haven't done anything. So you can see why some people, some of the people that he wants to work for him or try to get to fill certain cabinet posts or, or agency uh, uh, posts, they're turning him down. I mean, if, if you look and study the government right now, you'll find that there's a lot of positions within Donald Trump's administration still unfilled. A lot of these positions, are, and he's been in office for 10, 11 months, something to that effect, and he still hasn't filled a, a lot of these viable and important posts in his government. So a lot of people are just, you know, not, doesn't want to work with Donald Trump. And it's not just me saying that you can research this, look it up. It's all over the web where where people have actually just turned him down, turned him down. They didn't want to work in a toxic environment like this, whereas they could wind up 
getting arrested or getting arrested or their uh, reputation ruined because they accepted a job with a rogue uh, White House, a criminal White House. They don't want that. I mean, if Donald Trump came up to ask me for a job, I'd say, hell no. I don't care how much money that he may be offering. And this is what's happening. People are saying, hell no. They don't want to screw up their uh, uh, reputation by working with someone who could be going to jail. And uh, I'm hearing that uh, everybody's been, you know, just about every American out here has been asking to see Donald Trump's tax returns. Yeah, they have been asking to see his tax returns. And what I understand is that Robert Mueller, the special counsel, has his tax returns. I said this yesterday on the show. I mean, there's no doubt he doesn't have Donald Trump's tax return. And he's privy because he's the law. Donald Trump cannot refuse to show him his tax returns. He can go and confiscate those tax returns. And if it's anything there uh, uh, slightly uh, indicating money laundering, Trump will be walking out of there in handcuffs. We will not have to post. Um, uh, we we will not have to put up uh, uh, pictures of him being taken out of jail just for sar- sarcastically. It will be reality. It will be the real thing, folks. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at six thirteen. It's cold and dull in the city of Chicago, but it's a great day to be alive. And as I've said before, Donald Trump is after you. He's after you. He's after your Medicaid. He's after your Medicare. He's after your Social Security. He's after your 401k. Even though I think I've read somewhere where they've taken that off the table. But just by bringing it up and scaring the hell out of people working everywhere (laughs) who has a 401k plan, you know, is just uh, awful. It's just awful. Because they said they were going to uh, uh, screw around with it. Then they said they weren't going to screw around with it. And then they said, well, it's back on the table. It's just a way to mess with you. And Donald Trump is messing with all of us. All of us. Why is he messing? Because we don't want him as president. And he's trying to hit us back. You know, we've hit him. Now he wants to hit us back. And... Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, 2018, November 2018 is going to be interesting. I mean, you got all these Republicans walking out on Donald Trump, walking out on Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, because they just can't take it anymore. They may say, well, I'm going, I'm, I, the reason why I'm retiring is because I want to spend more time with my family. No, they don't want to be associated with Donald Trump and his criminal empire. That's why they're walking out. And they're saying to themselves, if Democrats are going to come in and straighten this mess out, then let the Democrats come in while we're walking out. Because Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump have just effed everything up, effed it all up. And Paul Ryan, uh, his, he's uh, unveiling his tax, re- tax return, his tax, uh, not tax return, but tax bill. You know, and we're going to talk about that a little later because a lot of people are saying that is just another giveaway for the rich. And it is. It is. They try to 
camouflage it, hide it in small prints, but it print, but it's just another giveaway for the billionaires and the millionaires taking from the poor and giving to the rich. It's called Robin Hood in reverse, and that's what it's all about. They may have sweetened the pot a little bit, but it's all about rich people. I mean, if you have a job, no matter what you're doing, no matter how much you make or how less you make, the Republicans do not give a damn about you. Because why? Because you're not rich like they are. It's all about rich. If you're working every day, busting your ass, work, uh, living from one paycheck to the next or two or whatever, the Republicans, they're not for you. They're about giving, taking from you and giving to the uh, giving to their side. That's about it. All right, you've been listening to, to the George Wilder Jr. Show. You can follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Block Talk Radio. You can follow me right here. And uh, we're doing, uh, I want to thank everybody for saying nice things about the show. Every time I look around in my email or whatever, somebody's saying something nice about the show, and I, I totally appreciate it. And I'm hearing that other people want to try and um, get the word out about my show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I can't stop you if you want to do that, <laughs> but, uh, we try, I try and, um, you know, and I'm going to keep on trying. Here's Don Lemon. Today, when I woke up and saw the emotional interview with the grieving gold star widow, Maisha Johnson, my heart was broken like most of you. And then moments later, the president tweeted and I was shocked. I felt compelled to write an open letter to President Trump, and I want to share that letter with you right now. Dear Mr. President, I've interviewed you multiple times. You've introduced me to your family. You've also criticized me publicly, both in front of cameras and on Twitter, calling me hateful, dumb, a lightweight. Some of your friends have suggested you expected better of me, and I'm not sure why you'd expect anything other than fairness and facts first. We know you get a lot of your news from TV. Several of your friends and supporters have told me you watch this show. So since I have this platform, I'd like to speak to you personally right now. I feel compelled to do that after this latest controversy with the widow of Sergeant LaDavid Johnson. Your tweet this morning. Billionaire uh, philanthropist and activist uh, Tom Steyer is uh, back with an ad that he has produced. Uh, calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. And he wanted to put it on a place where he knew that Trump would, would see it. And so, of course, he chose Fox and Friends. Uh, let's see what it looks like. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, and what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons and they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. 
So if you thought that the president might not have seen that because he was doing some important government type stuff, you haven't been paying attention this year. Yes, he watched it, he immediately tweeted about it. Wacky and totally unhinged Tom Steyer, who has been fighting me and my Make America Great Again agenda from beginning, never wins elections, which is a direct response to the charges later, it's not. So look, he's pushing for that. He's, I guess, able to. I'm surprised that Fox actually ran the ad in the first place. I have recently read, just this week, that their ad revenue is down 17%. So it's possible that they, they can be less money. choosy about the ads. But Fox and Friends is a popular show, I think, at least in the White House. It polls very well. And so they decided to run that. Now, Fox and Friends audience was not happy. They were deluged with a torrent of tweets and comments on the articles about it saying that they had been taken over by commies and Jews. And that's why they were doing this, that they were just in it for the money. And this, man, audiences really expect consistency in a message. Because if there's anybody who has earned, for better or worse, protection from the charge that they're not sufficiently pro-Trump, isn't it Fox and Friends at this point? Like they've done nothing but help him and praise him for a year. But they run this one ad and people are leaving their show. They're not watching anymore. Yeah, I don't believe them anyway. Yeah, I don't believe so, it. Yeah, look, uh, th- that's why they were probably particularly angry. They're like, this is a bubble. You're not supposed to allow mm-hmm. opposing viewpoints into this bubble. Yes. It really disturbs us. But people who huff and puff and say they're going to leave, I mean, just check the comments below. <laughs> okay, they never leave. <laughs> they're like, oh, like- the next time. You do this again, but no, there's a lot of like, I'm gonna change the channel. To what? To reality? Like, good luck with that, buddy. I don't know, there's a so lot well. of new right-wing channels. The hotel I'm staying at, there's there's really? so many new ones. Newsmax has a 24-hour That's channel, true. and uh, uh-huh. what is it, is it One America or something? OAN? Yeah, OAN, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was watching it yesterday. That's true. I was like, Uh-oh. maybe they're the friends of Fox and Friends, you know. So I always wonder, I always watch Fox and Friends, I'm like, who are the friends exactly? I, I know friends? who Fox true, is. Because all those who people are employees. Yeah, yeah. Who, I don't see the friends. Yeah. I think it'd be not- cool if there was a crossover with the actual show Friends. And, and like, <laughs> That's like why we someone, thought it was. Someone can web that together <laughs> and like, like, let's have Fox and Friends, you know? Let's Ross! Have, let's have yeah. Steve Ducey dating uh, somebody on that show. They, but they need the revenue. I mean, if they're going to keep on paying out, like everyone who accuses their, their hosts oh. of sexual assault and they have to silence them, $32 million That's for true. Bill O'Reilly, man. You need the money. I get it, Fox. Um, but I actually thought that this was a pretty effective ad. I mean, he's calm. Uh, he is those blue eyes, those like steel blue eyes, <laughs> staring at you as the yeah. camera just slowly pans in. I thought it was effective. I just thought that the messaging could have been a little different. I think it could have just been like, Donald, seek therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we know you need help. We want to help you. Step down, buddy. You can golf. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> um, you can do that anyway. So, um, my, I want to get to Tom Steyer's message too, but for, first, I like Trump's message. Steyer never wins elections. Good reason for that, never run for one. <laughs> uh, yeah, O for O. <laughs> okay, I assume that he means the money that he puts into elections. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's not true either. He's won, he's lost based on who he's funded. Anyway, uh, so. 
I think that the Steyer ad is, is smart in a lot of different ways. Uh, they, uh, they're gonna rally everybody to their own side. It was smart to run it on Fox and Friends to get under, under Trump's skin, who is, they, they know cannot help himself and yeah. will give you free publicity. Which is a tactic John Oliver's used a couple of times. He's run ads right. on Fox yeah. and Friends. Yeah. And so really well played, uh, I think it was super smart. Uh, they're gonna get a lot of people on their side. side. And you know, and Steyer uh, is very wealthy, he's a billionaire, uh, he's a progressive. And he's not looking to take the money that he uses and create benefits for himself like tax cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, he is not arguing for that, right? And so it's not out of self-interest, except for the fact that the main money that he spends is to try to uh, fight against climate change. So I guess he's got a conflict of interest because he'd like to stay alive. He's got it. All right, yes. okay. Yep. And he wants his kids and grandkids to have a planet. Can, can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I agree with basically what, what they said there. And certainly he's, he's free to, if he wants to pay for an ad, you can pay for an ad, I guess. It happens all the time, corporations do it. Uh, so, but it does make me a little bit uncomfortable that we have this class of people and some of them are progressives and pro environment and all that, who are so wealthy that they can unilaterally just produce these political ads. And like, I don't know that anything he said there was inaccurate. So maybe this isn't a good example for me to criticize. And I'm glad that Fox ran it. But it is still just more advertising coming from the direct point of view of a billionaire. Like, I agree with this one. But yeah. that they can just, like, they could buy out all the ads sure. if they the want. The country is billionaire versus billionaire yeah. versus billionaire. We just have to hope that the right billionaire wins. Well, and that's a shitty position to be in. Because of that subtitle in that commercial, we, we know he's an American citizen. So <laughs> well, that was my favorite part. Yeah. American <laughs> citizen. I just love that. Yeah. So <laughs> like, just okay. in case you're worried, yeah, can relax. All right. Well, look, this uh, be balanced here, and uh, I'll join the fray of, uh, you know, slight criticisms here. Uh, one is uh, American citizen look really goofy. Totally yes. agree. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We, I mean, you could have wrote written Homo sapien, yeah. right? Like human being. <laughs> we know, we know, we know. Uh, it's like a way of saying not billionaire, not running for office. Okay, but let's keep it real. One day, Tom Steyer might run for office. Okay, mm. and he is a billionaire. I don't have any problem with billionaires doing the right thing. I love it. That's wonderful. Uh, he should give money to Wolfpack. He can't give money to Justice Democrats because they don't take uh, big donations like that. But he, but Wolfpack does. Go ahead. Is this um, part of the too, <laughs> too strong, too strenuous? <laughs> no, no. Okay, it's okay, got okay. Nothing to do with that. Okay. And look, and if he's going to run for office, and and a lot of people signed that petition. That's probably a good move too. I get it. Uh, so look, overall, there's not that many people doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. I'll take it and run. I agree. Uh, yeah. And and. And it's okay to put his message out. Um, and if he wants to spend all whatever he has, one point whatever billion, on doing great things, including in the media, including buying ads, I think that's actually lovely. Yeah. I just want to prevent uh, even good guy billionaires, like to John's point, of being able to buy elections. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, and that's different. Here, he's not right now. There is no election. Yeah. He's he's not trying it's to influence issue advocacy. It, it is. Right. It is actual issue yeah. advocacy as opposed to. Hey, vote for X and don't vote for Y, yeah, yeah. which I think is is definitely different. And he should. My only last tiny criticism is speak up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too whispery. No, I like that. I'm, I'm glad you he like brought it. up like, more oh, yeah. ominous. Okay, I'm glad he brought up the uh, you know the criticism of Trump's uh, you know irresponsibility in dealing with North Korea and the you know the threat of nuclear war. It's yeah. like because to me it seems like there's there's almost. No anti-war movement going on. Yeah, you know, people talk about all different issues, but 
when it comes to war, it's like almost nothing going on. And yeah. just painting Kim Jong-un as, oh, he's the evil, he's the evil crazy one. It's yeah. like, we're the only country to ever use nukes on anybody. And, you know, we, and we did it twice, you yeah. know, and now they're already talking about tactical nukes, you know, these little nukes. More usable do, ones. Yeah, just, you know, they won't cause much damage, just yeah. tactical <laughs> nukes. <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. A little bit more about this uh, Lamar Smith, uh, the GOP senator, uh, uh, senator, uh, the latest uh, uh, politician to jump ship on Donald Trump. Okay, Lamar Smith will. Ha- I mean, he will have been in the House. Oh, he's a representative. I said senator. My bad. Uh, he's been in a House for 32 years. Wow. When he retires. He was first elected when Jimmy Carter was elected president back in, wow, this is crazy. He's been in there a long time. You know, this is why a lot of us say there should be time limits on these guys. These guys don't, don't know how to quit. But at any rate, it's still bad for the Trump and his team and his team of goons. Um, uh, this is bad. This, this is totally bad. This is given... Uh, the Democrats and one more um, seat to shoot for, you know, so <laughs> someone said, well, it's time for popcorn. It's always time for popcorn. You don't have enough popcorn and butter for what's happening in America now politically. You really don't. All right. He can go ahead and leave now. It, it is funny that he's dedicated to uh, climate change denial. How can you be a climate change denial and sit on on board with the scientific community denying it denying everything denying all of it you know but this is what republicans do they're not they're never on the same page with level-headed people but uh you know he's leaving so that that's uh, a good news for the democrats they can shoot for this seat you know and uh <laughs> I, I, the Republicans are imploding from within. They, they are imploding, imploding from within. That's a quote from Hillary Clinton and probably everyone who is in America who's paying attention to this kind of thing. This is something else. Uh, it, the Russia investigation is just tearing this party apart. And Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure that this guy is going to, uh, Either this guy is going to resign or he will be arrested. <laughs> they coming to get him in the White House. 
if he doesn't give himself up. Because there's no doubt about it, Bob Mueller, Bob Mueller, Robert Mueller, the special counselor, has his tax returns. This is why he's so shaken, he's so unhinged, and he's trying to actually divert it, divert us, divert our attention away from what's going on with him. And uh, it's almost comical, and then it's sad because this is America, and we never thought we would be uh, here. I, I mean, before Trump actually became president, I'm hearing, I was hearing that, well, people were saying, well, well, we'd rather have Trump, we'd rather have Trump than Pence. Trump has been awful. I mean, uh, Pence, Trump, uh, uh, Paul Ryan, these guys may be carried out in handcuffs, you know, and seriously, seriously, because um, they all have some sort of uh, imprint on Russia. There is no doubt about it. And Robert Mueller clearly says in the affidavit that there will be more. There there are others. There are others besides Metaphor, Gates, and Papadopoulos. There are others in his affidavit, and and Trump is (laughs) quaking in his boots, quaking in his underwear. And uh, this is this is a decline of America. That's no doubt about it. This is a de- decline of America. Close captioning brought to you by InventHelp. Call 1-800-900-0202. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now for free information. This is GPS, the Global Public Square. Welcome to all of you in the United GPS, States and around the, the world. Global Public Square. Coming to you live from New York. Today on the show, the White House in disarray. Warning it is in disarray. I totally, and senators. I totally agree with what you. What does all this mean? Too low. Jeff Flake is the senator from Arizona, along with John McCain, of course. John McCain is retiring because of health conditions. Jeff Flake is now retiring because of Donald Trump. He announced today that he yeah, is out. They're all leaving because uh, of Donald and, Trump. Uh, he explained that part of the reason is because Donald Trump is so reprehensible that he couldn't stomach uh, backing him anymore. And as I will show you a little bit later in the numbers, not backing Donald Trump has cost him any chance of actually winning which is the most interesting part of this story. So first of all, Flake says there uh, there may not be a place for a Republican like me in the current Republican climate or the current Republican party. Um, Meaning I'm a decent person and Republican voters are now monstrous along with the president. And I will again back that up with numbers in a sec for you guys. Uh, But he's saying, no, I I can't run on based on, uh, on this level of fear and hatred. And if I don't, I'll lose. So Flake said he has not soured on the Senate and loves the institution, but that as a traditional libertarian-leaning conservative Republican, he is out of step with today's Trump-dominated GOP. And he says this this spell will pass, but not by next year, meaning I am definitely going to lose. Again, numbers on that in a second. But first, I want you to hear his powerful speech on the floor of the Senate 
denouncing Donald Trump and the turn that the Republican Party has taken with him. Let's watch. It is time for our complicity and our accommodation of the unacceptable to end. In this century, a new phrase has entered the language to describe the accommodation of a new and undesirable order. That phrase being the new normal. But we must never adjust to the present coarseness of our national dialogue with the tone set at the top. We must never regard as normal the regular and casual undermining of our democratic norms and ideals. We must never meekly accept the daily sundering of our country. The personal attacks, the threats against principles, freedoms and institution, the flagrant disregard for truth and decency, the reckless provocations, most often for the pettiest and most personal reasons, reasons having nothing whatsoever to do with the fortunes of the people that we have been elected to serve. None of these appalling features of our current politics should ever be regarded as normal. We must never allow ourselves to lapse into thinking that that is just the way things are now. If we simply become inured to this condition, thinking that it is just, it is just politics as usual, then heaven help us. Without fear of the consequences and without consideration of the rules of what is politically safe or palatable, we must stop pretending that the de degradation of our politics and the conduct of some in our executive branch are normal. They are not normal. Reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has become excused and countenanced as telling it like it is when it is actually just reckless, outrageous, and, and undignified. A sitting Republican senator calling a Republican president reckless, undignified, dangerous, and this should not be normal. Look, uh, these are amazing times, nowhere near normal because we have uh, this demagogue of a president now driving out any semblance of moderation from his own party. He will replace Corker and Flake and McCain eventually if he stays in charge with other monsters that are even worse. And by the way, I say even worse because Jeff Flake is not your friend if you're a progressive. Jeff Flake votes with the Republicans almost every time. Jeff Flake was considered a radical right winger not that long ago. <laughs> you know, it was just even six years ago, Flake was way right wing. Now, Donald Trump is so monstrously right wing. That Flake is going, whoa, what is this? This is not, a, 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 forget a progressive, Jeff Flake is not anywhere near moderate. I, you know, Before Donald Trump, I have never s seen him stand up and say, hey, wait a minute now, I am not going to vote uh, for more tax cuts or more war or, or defy the Republican Party orthodoxy in any way. Whatever the donors wanted, Jeff Flake would give them. But he's saying, even for him, this is way, way beyond normal. And these are now all in unison, George W. Bush, John McCain, Flake, Corker, all warning you, you don't understand. We know this guy, the people, we know the people working with him, a danger to the world, wake up. If we don't heed these warnings, later when historians look back, we won't be able to say, "Oh well, we couldn't have seen it coming, nobody warned us. You just saw the warning, and there's more. Here's for more from Flake. It is often said that children are watching.
Well, they are. And what are we going to do about that? When the next generation asks us, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you speak up? What are we going to say? Mr. President, I rise today to say enough. Were the shoe on the other foot, we Republicans, would we Republicans meekly accept such behavior on display from dominant Democrats? Of course we wouldn't, and we would be wrong if we did. When we remain silent and fail to act, when we know that silence and inaction is the wrong thing to do because of political considerations, because we might make enemies, because we might alienate the base, because we might provoke a primary challenge, because ad infinitum, ad nauseum, when we succumb to those considerations in spite of what should be greater considerations and imperatives in defense of our institutions and our liberty, we dishonor our principles and forsake our obligations. Those things are far more important than politics. Look, uh, that's part of the problem here, that the gentlemen are being driven out. Uh, as right-wing as Jeff Flake's uh, policy positions are, here he is in a nice suit, giving a nice speech, talking about forsaking our obligations, using words like ad nauseum and ad infinitum, words that Donald Trump has never known or understood or could possibly utter. Uh, and it, his message is not resonating with Republican voters. He talked about, hey, we're all worried about alienating the base. Why do you think that is, Jeff? Because you created a base that is, I keep saying it because it's true, filled, filled with fear and loathing. And so then when you turn around and you look at the base and the base, you look at the abyss and the abyss looks back at you, you're like, oh, that's really, really, really scary. Well, that's the one you created. So thank you for speaking out on your way out. We appreciate that and it is a hearty and important warning. And I give him credit for that. At the same time, we wish you hadn't created that base in the first place with 40, 50 years of fear mongering. Okay, more quotes from Flake, he said, the path that I would have to travel to get to the Republican nomination is a path I'm not willing to take and that I can't in good conscience take. Meaning that Republican voters are way meaner than I am. They're filled with far more hatred than I am. And I, that's true and I will get to those numbers in just a sec. He says that it would require me to believe in positions I don't hold on such issues as trade and immigration. And it would require me to condone behavior that I cannot condone. So look, again, I don't agree with Jeff Flake on issues of uh, trade or even immigration. I think he's too right wing on immigration and they are way to the right of him. On trade, uh, I think he agrees with the establishment Democrats and I don't agree with either one of those guys. But more important than those specific policy issues, and he knows this, is the tone. The tone is, oh, it's, it's the immigrants that are causing all the problems. We gotta ban the Muslims. Oh, the gays shouldn't have the same rights as we do. How dare they get married just like straight people? And the list goes on and on. And that is the tone that has driven Jeff Flake out of politics. Uh, so here's another portion of his speech. Now I'm aware that more politically savvy people than I will caution against such talk. I'm aware that there is a segment of my party that believes that anything short of complete and unquestioning loyalty to a president who belongs to my party is unacceptable and suspect. If I have been critical, it is not because I relish criticizing the behavior of the president of the United States. If I have been critical, it is because I believe it is my obligation to do so. And as a matter and duty of conscience, 
The notion that one should stay silent and the, as the norms and values that keep America strong are undermined, and as the alliances and agreements that ensure the stability of the entire world are routinely threatened by the level of thought that goes into 140 characters. The notion that we should say or do nothing in the face of such mercurial behavior is a historic, and I believe profoundly misguided. Mercurial behavior and tolerating it is ahistoric. Man, no wonder these guys are getting run out of town. <laughs> Look, by the way, you're on this speech, you are right, Jeff Lake, but why don't you go out there and say, the guy's a monster? And and people inside the White House are telling me he could create, just like Corker saying, World War Three at any moment. He's completely unstable. Wakey wakey. Okay, but I, look, as gentlemanly as he is on his way out, I, I'll take it because at least it's a clear, clear warning. So is he right that he, he would have lost and that the basis turned on him? Yes. Let me show you the poll numbers from JMC Analytics and Polling in Arizona. Do you approve or disapprove of the job performance of President Donald Trump? Well, the Republicans and their polling, likely Republican voters here in Arizona are very clear. 76% approve of Trump. They've seen all that the monster is and they love it. Only 21% disapprove, 3% no opinion. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Jeff Flake? Only 22% favorable. Not interested in the gentleman from Arizona. Boo, get out of here. Somebody give me a pitchfork. 67% unfavorable. He's a goner. He's leaving now because he would have definitely lost in a primary. Next question, do you think that Senator Jeff Flake should be the Republican nominee in the next year's Senate race or would you favor someone else? Only 22% want to renominate Flake, 66% say someone else. And then he actually has an opponent already, Kelly Ward. They ask about that if the Republican primary election for the US Senate were held today, which candidate would you support? Flake at only 21%, Kelly Ward at 47%. He is right, he was definitely going to lose. Two more questions from this poll because I found them interesting. If President Trump were to make an endorsement in the Republican US Senate primary, would you be more or less likely to support the candidate he endorses? 56% more likely, 19% less likely. In other words, yes, we trust that buffoonish monster in the White House way more than we trust Jeff Flake. Yes, we would take his thoughts and opinions very seriously. Yes, we like him. When he says terrible things about Mexicans, great, us Republican voters, we agree. When he says terrible things about Muslims, gays, women, you name it. Us Republican voters in Arizona by three to one margin, agree, they agree, they like Trump. They don't want Flake, they don't want Someone who's going to push for, I can't call it moderate. I know Jeff Flake, he's not a moderate, for just simply really right wing positions. You have to be really right wing plus monstrous. <laughs> but one note of optimism from the poll. They asked, these are likely Republican voters, what is your age? Hmm. 2% are 18 to 34, 20% are 35 to 54. 26% are 55 to 64, 52% are 65 or older, 52%. A majority of the Republican voters in Arizona are retired. 
So keep on being monstrous and ah, in the good old days, women knew their place and so did the gays. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived. Elizabeth Warren, Warren is in the news, Democrat, Massachusetts. She said 
She believes the 2016 Democratic presidential primary was rigged for Hillary Clinton. And she was 100% behind Hillary Clinton. No, 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 no. Don't jump to conclusions that no one broke the law. Uh, when asked by C- CNN, Jake Tapper, she believed the Democratic primary was rigged in favor of Clinton. Warren replied with a simple yes. Was it rigged? She said yes. You know, so I don't know. She's not. I mean, you got all these Democrats seem like they're turning on each other. And um for instance, I mean, a few days ago, Jimmy Carter, who's 90 years old, said he would welcome the chance to work with Trump. He was, he was a Democratic president, I remember. And he said he welcomed the chance to work with Donald Trump, saying Donald Trump is not that bad. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are calling him old and senile and to get out and to sit down and shut up, you know. So this is what social media is all about. And it just seems like Democrats are coming out you know, saying things uh, that's going that the Republicans can use against them in the upcoming midterms. That's it's crazy. I mean, you got uh, former President Jimmy Carter, and then then um then here I'm reading Elizabeth Warren. What she's saying that it was rigged, playing into Donald Trump, who said it was rigged. Democrats are starting to shoot themselves in the foot here. And Elizabeth Warren has been everybody's darling. I'm pretty sure she done it. I'm pretty sure by now it has changed, you know, with that statement. I mean, that she made to Jake Tapper, you know, saying that uh, it was rigged. If it was rigged, then she was one of the riggers because she was 100% behind Clinton. You know, she was making all those great speeches about women power and all of this stuff and on you know the women's march on washington and she was just riveted and now she comes out and and just blows it all up you can't trust anybody you can't whether it's a democrat or republican you can't trust any of these clowns if they're a politician uh, that's all you need to know because politicians lie they you know con they cheat yeah and she just you know through a wrench in this thing. Of course, if she was on my show, she'd explain it all. And it was, but still, in all, she was. This is not good. This is not good for Democrats. So you know. But I, I, I think people, the American people, uh, they have minds of their own. They're gonna do what they have to do to get this president out of office, regardless of Jimmy Carter, regardless of Elizabeth Warren, regardless of any politician on any side of the aisle. We know what we want. We want our government back. And if these assholes will not help us and try to hurt us, we just have to push them out of the way and do the job ourselves, the American people. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And the Republicans are jumping ship. They are jumping ship. They're leaving Donald Trump. Oh, I just hate this guy, Steve Bannon. I don't know why he thinks he's, he thinks someone should be listening to him, please. But you know you got some fools listening to him. That's why he's out there. Some idiots uh, giving him a high five and applauding. 
but he is not revelant in this anymore. But he feels that he was once uh, in the circle of Donald Trump in the White House, so that gives him uh, a right to come out and just spew his hate. He's a KKK white nationalist, like his former boss. You know, as he feels that he has to come out and spew his hate. You know, so freedom of speech, right? First Amendment, First Amendment to the Constitution. Can't stop him from speaking, but we don't have to listen. We don't have to listen to this clown. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio. All righty, and it is still raining in the city of Chicago. Wherever you are in the world, I hope I hope you're having a great time. Uh, it's no time to be down. It's no time to be depressed. It's no time to be um, thinking that you're worthless or, or the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Just keep in mind that Donald Trump could be going to jail, and he could have a lot more people going to jail with him, and it could be sooner than we think. Because when, you know, when I heard about Manafort and Gates and Papadopoulos, this was just, this is just six months after the initial investigation into Russia meddling into the 2016 election which is six months, you know, and this, this was pretty quick. So we could have results. Uh, he could wrap this thing up maybe in a month or two months or less, um, you know, or, or it could well go into uh, 2018. You know, it could well go into 2018. But we have to uh, keep vigilant, keep positive. Yeah, he has a war on the American people. There's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, if you, if you read this tax bill that they're trying to push through the House and then trying to push through Congress and then have Donald Trump sign it into law, it's a mess. It's a mess. It, it's, it's a giveaway to the rich. I mean, why would you want to? And, and some people who are millionaires, they don't even want this tax cut. Why are you giving, to, giving it to us? We don't need it. Give it to the folks that need it. But, you know, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan is going to Donald Trump. They're going to uh, give the rich uh, a few more pennies that they don't need, do not need, and some of them do not want. It's just a ploy to hurt people. That's all. Taking from the poor and the poor, the middle class, and giving it to the rich robin hood in reverse and it's ridiculous and these people are saying that they're doing this and then they're saying it's good for america it's good for everybody nothing the republicans do is good for anybody but themselves that's what it's good for as long as they know that you're hurting you're dying you can't go to a doctor you know, they're doing it for themselves and then they'll turn around and act as if they're doing you a favor by not letting you go to a doctor, taking away your Medicaid, your Medicare, all of this stuff that's going to come up next. This is what they want. So, you know, get ready. The fight is not over. I mean, I don't, I don't see how Donald Trump could govern. Donald Trump doesn't know diddly squat about governing, but I don't see how he can get anything through Congress. The best thing that Donald Trump has got going for himself is executive orders. 
he can do those uh, in his sleep. You know, because if you think about it, executive orders can be wiped away with a eraser by the next president. He needs something legislatively under his belt, and he's got nothing. You know, he has nothing. And I don't know if this tax bill deal is going to get through, especially if a lot of people start calling their congressman, their senator, their representative, you know, and bitching about it. It will not get through. People flood the Capitol building like they did before, you know, to save Obamacare, which Trump is saying that he's going to let it implode. He's going to because he's going to stop payments or something, you know. And it's just evil. The whole thing is evil. Now, if you want to sign up for the American Care Act, if you want to sign up for health care, they've cut uh, the advertising dollars by 90%. They've cut in half or one-third or one-fourth of how long you have to uh, – of how long you have to uh, – the time that you have to sign up for it. So I think it goes from November, this time, I think it goes from November 1st to December 15th, which is crazy. A little bit over a month. (laughs) I mean, the Trump administration, these guys are evil, mad, and this is one of the ways that they're, that they are having a war with us. Because we didn't vote for Donald Trump, he knows it. And he knows that we are very, very critical of him and his uh, wacky administration. So he wants to hit us back, you know, because he doesn't care. So once again, if, you, if you're looking to sign up for the American Care Act, if you know anybody who should be signing up for it, you, you, do, you do not have long uh, to do it. Because it's shortened the the Trump administration. I mean, he he's going to try and make sure that a lot of people don't get signed up because he's cut the the enrollment period very very short to basically a little bit over a month. A month. But you know, if you if you need it, then you better sign up for it quickly, because Trump doesn't want you to sign up for it. He's cut the advertisement for it. I mean, you don't remember when you, when you used to hear. Um, hear it on television, see it all over the internet, sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. You don't see that anymore because these mean-ass, honorary-ass people in the White House want you to die, and that's the truth. They want you to die when you voted for them to give them their great universal health care. They don't give a damn about you, though, especially the Republicans. They don't give a damn about the people who voted for them. They don't give a shit about anything. They, the, the only thing that they care about, and I've said this before, is themselves, their party, the party bosses. Damn the American people. So we voted for them. <laughs> Big deal. They're going to do what they want to do and how they want to do it. There was a post on Facebook talking about overthrowing Donald Trump. I mean, you know, especially if he tries to um, fire Robert Mueller, the special counsel, 
because there's a lot of people in his party saying he should do that. He should do that. Bannon is saying basically he should do that. Fire Robert Mueller. I mean, if he fires Robert Mueller, he is he is totally, totally guilty, and impeachment is inevitable. It's inevitable. So Donald Trump said he was not going to fire the guy, but there's people in his circle urging him to do that, urging him to do that. Why are they urging Donald Trump to fire Robert Mueller? Because they know Mueller has the goods on Donald Trump and could uh, that could lead to the end of his presidency. They know it. Donald Trump know it. Knows it. I think I think the best thing that Trump can do right now is resign, save America uh the trouble of impeaching him or throwing him out or putting him in putting him in jail. I think he should resign. If he has done something and with the Russians or whatever and Robert Mueller is on his ass closing in, he should resign. Save uh the taxpayer a lot of money of having him impeached and all of this kind of thing. He should resign. And he may be getting ready to resign because he's saying things like he's Donald Trump is calling our justice system a joke and a laughing stock with so-called judges. Now, our justice system, folks, is not a joke or a laughing stock. The only thing that's a joke and a laughing stock is Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is causing America, has caused America to be a joke and a laughing stock. The only person in the world who would say that the American justice system is a joke and a laughing stock is the worst president in modern history, and that's Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump's saying a lot, a lot of thinking he's getting ready to resign because if Donald Trump does resign, he's going to go out <laughs> criticizing uh, law enforcement. He's going to go out criticizing just like he's done the Justice Department. He's going to go out criticizing every single body. He's going to when Donald Trump finally finally resigns, if he resigns, he's going to he's going to go out blaming everybody but himself. He's not going to he's not going to take it lying down that his presidency has been a failure and that he's been kicked out or he's going to jail. He's going to uh, because Donald Trump is all about Donald Trump, his, you know, what he wants and how he wants it. Like the other day, he called. Uh, the, the, this tragedy in New York, he called the uh, perpetrator an animal. An animal. He um, told, he, he, he lashed out, if I can get this right, he lashed out and said the guy should go to Gitmo, which is a, you know, prison for uh, uh, 
uh, immigrants, uh, enemies, combatants, or, or ISIS-type criminals. And he he just lashed out, taking the Gitmo. Now, this man is crazy. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't believe in the justice system. He just said he doesn't. But you don't say nothing, say things like that, defending the Gitmo. That's not presidential. What he's supposed to do is just the, the, the killer, the perpetrator, the terrorist, he's been caught. Now let the justice system do its work. Stay out of it. But Donald Trump, he has to open his goofy, stupid mouth and say something dumb. Yeah, the guy is, is he's he's a pitiful human being and he, he should get what uh what's coming to him and he will, but you don't criticize the Justice Department and call it a joke and a laughing stock. A lot of the things that Donald Trump says, judges and lawyers throughout the world, they're hearing it. They're hearing it. If Donald Trump has a if Donald Trump has to be represented by one of these folks, they'll probably turn him down or, or, or not represent him as fully as they could have because of his remarks and, and the way he treats and the way he tweets. Sorry. And Donald Trump, uh, I've said this several times, Donald Trump is his own worst enemy, but he doesn't know it. The guy is his own worst enemy. He shoots himself in the foot. Every time he tweets about something, every time he, you know, what he should be doing is calling each, I mean, eight people were killed in New York, okay, when this truck uh, plowed into them. Eight people, what he should be doing is letting the Justice Justice Department take his course, run his course with this guy. He's in jail. He's in the hospital. He was shot. What Donald Trump really should be doing is calling the families of these eight uh, victims who were shot dead, calling the families and giving them his condolence. I haven't heard that yet. That's what Barack Obama would have done because that's what he's done throughout his presidency. If something happens, uh, like an incident like this, the first thing he would do is probably visit the state or if not, call the families of those who have been hurt and killed. Not Trump, Trump, not Trump. He's gonna, he, he's gonna uh, yell and tweet and lash out at the justice system because he feels that uh, they're they're at fault. At one point, he blamed Democrats for this. Uh, this is the Republicans. They always blaming somebody else who is not the blame. They'll never take blame. Trump will never take blame. Trump. Uh, in Niger. Uh, Trump is, is the blame for that because he is the commander in chief. He is the commander in chief. And I'm waiting to, uh, for there to be hearings on this to find out what really happened because it seemed like everybody has stopped talking about it. I mean, Benghazi with Hillary Clinton, I mean, they just wore that out. Now we need to hear uh, what actually happened in Niger with these four soldiers and this one African-American soldier, he was left behind for two hours. What happened? 
I'm hearing it was an ambush. America deserves answers, but somehow it feels so, but somehow it feels like it, this whole thing has just fell off the radar. It feels like it has fell off the radar. They don't want to talk about this anymore. I, yeah, Trump is at fault for these deaths. I mean, because he's the commander in chief, but as always, he's going to try to throw the fault somewhere else. And he's also the, the uh, distractor in chief. As, I mean, Trump, there's nobody that's distract more than Trump. But I don't think he's going to distract much from this Russia investigation because three of uh, the people who are on his team uh, are in FBI custody for collusion with Russia, a rogue country. And uh, I don't think he's, uh, yeah, he's, there's no doubt about it. Trump is, he's scared, put it that way. He's very frightened. That's why he's lashing out and saying things that don't, don't make sense or saying things he shouldn't say and tweeting. One of the things Trump should not do is tweet. He's the president of the United States. He should not tweet, but nobody can tell him not to do that because when he tweets, all he's doing, I'm pretty sure he's doing a lot of tweeting against the, the advice of his lawyers. When he tweets, he, he's just making things worse for himself. He misspells stuff. <laughs> he misspells all the time. Grammar is all over the place. And that's why a lot of people say he's dumb. Uh, but, uh, and then he came out one day, I remember, you might have remembered this too, on television saying, I'm smart. I'm very intelligent. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. Yeah, he said, I'm very intelligent. I went to college. Uh yeah, he said it. If you don't believe me, you can always research it. He, he came out in front of the cameras and just say, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm a pretty bright guy. Yeah. I, and we all just we all just fell down and just belly laughed. It was so funny. And he sounded when he was saying it, he sounded really, really inarticulate. <laughs> he sounded inarticulate saying it. But um, this guy is a clown. This guy is something else. This guy should not be in the White House. I mean, you know, too many, but too many people voted for him uh, and it happened. But anyway, um, we got what we got and hang in there. I mean, do not be depressed. Do not feel lonely. Do not feel like you're by yourself. The George Wilder Jr. show is on your side. We're going to get this guy out of here. We're going to take this country back. Because it's our country. It doesn't belong to Donald Trump. It doesn't belong to his goons in the White House. This country belongs to me, to me, to you, to them, to all working Americans. Because the working Americans, the working people of this country is holding this country together. We're holding it together. We have, we're the ones who created this country, not the rich. You know, working people. Blood, sweat, and tears. We put this country together. This is our country. We vote for these clowns uh, uh, to be in office. There's 327 million Americans within the United States. 
we are con we are in, in control <laughs> we're the bosses here we're not servants of donald trump donald trump serves america the american people but he thinks <laughs> he thinks we serve him because he wants to be king he wants to be emperor he wants to dominate the world and that is not going to happen because he is a fool. It's not going to happen. President Trump essentially calling Gold Star Widow Maisha Johnson a liar. Taunting Congresswoman Frederica Wilson, calling her wacky. Is race behind all of this? Let's discuss now. CNN political commentators Anna Navarro and Angela Ryer here, and political contributor Ed Martin. Good evening to all of you. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, Anna, after Maisha Johnson spoke, spoke publicly this morning, President Trump almost immediate, immediately uh, disputed her characterization of their phone call on Twitter. I know you feel strongly about this. Why does his response, what, what should his response have been, I should say? All right, welcome back. Democratic mega donor and billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer is known for spending millions of his own dollars on Democratic campaigns. Well, now the party's single biggest donor is spending again, only this time his money is going to a national TV ad campaign calling for President Trump's impeachment. Take a look. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. Tom Steyer is a retired former hedge fund founder and manager who poured $91 million of his own money into Democratic campaigns just last year alone, and he's joining us now live. Good to see you, Tom. Hey, Frederica, how are you? I'm good. So this ad campaign, according to one of your aides, cost more than $10 million. And given the Republican-controlled Congress, you know, why do you feel that this is money well spent? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a voice to the American people because I think Democrats and Republicans alike know that this president is, in fact, a clear and present danger to their health and safety. And so we're trying to give them a chance to go to their representatives and make this case because that's the, the American people still, their voice is the most powerful thing in our country. And if they speak up, then elected officials have to listen. But on what grounds do you believe Trump should be impeached? Because it has to be more than a belief of clear and present danger or right. access to nuclear weapons. He has violated his trust to the Constitution and to the American people. By firing James Comey, he clearly obstructed justice. That is the historical basis for impeaching a president. He has been, the emoluments clause has been um, broken. The fact of the matter is he has clearly broken his trust with the Constitution. The reason that we're calling for it is that it's urgent that it happen now. The fact of the matter is he is putting us at risk on a daily basis. And he has, you can go to legal scholars, he has clearly met the standard for impeachment, but we have to have it. And so that's why we're going to the American people and asking them to raise their voices and say, we need a change. Uh, but, but there are parameters in which the, the president does have the authority to hire and fire the FBI director. Yes, but obstructing justice is not one of them. The fact of the matter is, if you look at the historical impeachments, they were all based around obstructing justice mm. at much lower levels or equivalent levels to what he's already done publicly. 
Okay, well, looking into obstruction of justice among the many things that uh, congressional uh, investigations are looking into, the special counsel Robert Mueller also looking into it with his investigations. Why not wait until those investigations are complete? Because it is urgent. Because, in fact, we are giving this president a new parameter that he not only has to meet the old parameters for being impeached, now all of a sudden there's a much lower standard that he is allowed to do things that no one else has ever been allowed to do before. We should not be breaking the Constitution to keep in office a president who is putting at risk the safety and health of Americans on a daily basis. I don't understand why we're delaying. In fact, it's urgent right now that we act, and that's what we're asking the American people to stand up and speak for. So as the DNC, uh, Democratic National Committee, gathers for its fall meeting this uh, weekend among the concerns that the party lacks resources to win midterm elections, do you plan to put money into other 2018 campaigns? Well, what we really do, Frederica, is we're really a grassroots organization, which means is we make it possible for local groups to go door to door, to phone bank, to talk citizen to citizen about the issues of the day. That's what we did in 2016, and of course we're gonna keep doing that in 2017, we're already doing it, and 2018. Our whole push is the old-fashioned idea that American citizens talking to each other about the most important issues of the day is the way that we have a vibrant and just democracy, and we will continue doing that just the way we have for the last few years. So, so quickly, might this be a prelude to your own uh, potential campaign, an opinion piece in the L.A. Times this weekend suggesting that you may be trying to build your own political brand uh, with this campaign, that you may be eyeing Senate Dianne Feinstein's seat after saying you know, she will run for a fifth term? Oh, what's, what's the process? I have that? said that I am willing to do anything, including running for office, to push forward a positive agenda for California and for America. And that's true, I haven't taken that off the table. But this move for impeachment stands by itself. It is its own campaign because I think everyone in America knows this is true. All of those elected officials in DC, Republicans and Democrats, know it's true, but no one wants to say it. And what we're trying to do is say, we're willing to say it and we're asking the American people to say it because it's true, it's important, it's gotta happen, and we, we gotta give it a voice. All right, Tom Sayer, thanks so much for your time.
Stay tuned, folks. The fireworks are just beginning in this Russia investigation. The fireworks are just beginning, and I could probably do another hour of sh- of the show alone talking about this, really talking about this. Uh, former Penn spots- spokesman discusses Mueller investigations. It's just wow. Robert Mercer. Uh, Rick Perry, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, I said yesterday on the show, if, if Hollywood makes a movie about all of this kind of, kind of stuff, it would have to be a double trilogy because as long as Trump is in the White House, this is going to go on and on and on and on and on. Okay, they got Dust, Dustin Hoffman, one of my favorite actors, uh, admitting to sexual harassment allegations. Wow. Since this Harvey Weinstein uh, fallout. I mean, it's been it's been uh, a fallout ever since of everybody. Brett Ratner, director, everybody. You know, politicians. You know, not being able to keep their hands or their tongues in their mouths, <laughs> and the women start complaining. You know, so I don't know. But anyway, stay tuned, folks. This this is going to be something else. Wow. All right. Uh, Hate has no home here. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Be nice to everyone out there. Be nice to the people you meet. Go out of your way to do something nice for someone and brag about it. If you do something nice for someone, talk about it. Let us know that you've done something nice for someone and tell us what you did. Okay. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We've got a couple of more seconds left into the show. We're going to be off for uh, the weekend and, and tomorrow on the weekend. Uh, when we get, when we come back on the air, it will be daylight savings time, of course. <laughs> Days are going to get shorter and uh, it's going to get a lot colder. Winter's coming and it, it's fall, basically. It's still fall, but basically, you know, it's going to get colder and uh, something we, we have to deal with because, um, there's no doubt about it. It's been a great summer, a great summer, folks. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, listening all week, and make sure you join me next week because November is uh, we have a slew of guests to uh, that, that are booked to be on the show, so you guys join me for that. And once again, thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.